that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Welcome to the Race Hour podcast, brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and, of course, the tote.co.uk. It's Friday, so that means we're having a crack at the 250k guaranteed place spot with the tote. Uh, tomorrow, on Saturday, that comes at us from Kempton. Uh, that's the meeting of choice, so that's where we'll be uh, aiming our eyes at the first six races on that card. And we'll also uh, cover off some of the races that are on the box. They come from Warwick, of course, four more contests there. And a little word about what's going on in Ireland on Sunday. And as a special treat, a few words of wisdom from our um, columnist on bookmakers.co.uk, Brian Hayes, who Dermot Nolan uh, was chatting to during the week, as he normally does. What a racing whore he is. Dermot Nolan is here. <laughs> that's some, that's God, Lord above. Uh, the, uh... They... I'm on a lot of painkillers demo, and it has loosened my uh, my normal <laughs> my normal routine. It's got uh, I have two voice notes from Brian Hayes just about Mr. Incredible and Ronald Pump. That's about it. But lovely. Uh, but yeah. Good, good to have you, Demo. Good to have you back as well, because you know after a little sabbatical, uh, one man who's always here on a Friday and uh, and regularly so, and uh, pointing us in the right direction is Jamie Benson from the Tote. How are you, Jamie? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Not not quite the uh, the the racing whore intro that uh, <laughs> that poor old Demo got from my, you know. <laughs> I think on one one edition of this, I did call you the the worst place part yeah. um, of all time. So you know, I I, I can be mean. I've done nothing but perpetuate that as well. So yeah, <laughs> no, you know that's true. And um, before we get stuck into Kempton, though, Jamie, I mean, I, I did notice from your Twitter feed. Anyone who follows you on there obviously already knows this, but if they don't. Uh, go check, go check you out. Although it's a bit of after time now, you actually won one of the, the bleeding fantasy tournaments yourself. Is that? I didn't realize yeah. that would be legal. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, like I said to you off air before this, I was like, Jesus, compliance got a bit of a shock when they saw on Twitter that I was tweeting about winning fantasy. But um, <laughs> but no, it's all it's all above board. You know, I just had to try and pick winners like everyone else. But uh, yeah, no, I had an absolute touch with um, with Charles Burns actually, who, I, who I'm hoping might have another winner in the Lanzarote as well. But he, uh, I had it right off with him and uh, stable starred his horse in the handicap hurdle um, over Christmas at Leperstown. And uh, because you get more points in fantasy for a big field, um, I, I had it right off and combined that with a, a rag of Mullins rag in the bumper, but not, not a Willie, a, a Tom Mullins rag in the bumper. Yeah, inspired stuff. And uh, well, I only really picked it because that was the only budget I had left. I only had 500 yeah. guineas left and it was basically the only horse I could pick. So I just chucked it in and it ends up uh, gag, gagging up in the bumper and I think I took home about 400 quid for my for my trouble so yeah it's if I can do it anyone can it's inspirational stuff that <laughs> <laughs> it is inspirational stuff you've inspired me to try again but now you've bloody won one I can't yeah I wanted to be I wanted to be I wanted to be lording over you but now I've got to play catch up it's not really what I intended but I will I will have another go at you there is no tournament of course I think we're back trials day aren't we Cheltenham absolutely so yeah we got and then then from there there's a there's a decent run of them there's trials day there's um uh, obviously, Dust, Dublin Racing Festival will be tournaments both days then. And then uh, we're also doing one on the, the Tote Fantasy Bobby Joe Chase, which um, which we'll be sponsoring. So we'll be doing a tournament that day. At my local track? Yeah, dude, we're going to have a proper day. Fair, I can't wait for that day now. Yeah, if, if, anyone else can, if anyone can get down there, just come up, come up to me. I'll be, I'll be wearing lots of fantasy stash. Come up to me, I'll buy you a pint. I hope you're bringing me a hoodie or something to wear. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah know, I'll, bring, I'll bring over a load of, load of merch. You know, have, have what you like. 
<laughs> love that. Love that. I'll, I'll literally Just come. Just a racing horn, Odin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come <laughs> undressed to Fairy House, t-shirt and shorts, <laughs> until Jamie sorts me out with all the clover, and then and then I'll haul myself around the place. Not problem at all. Um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, that's Bobby Joe Day at Fairy House, of course. Uh, look forward to that. All right, look, let's get down to the actual business of why we're here, which is to have a crack at this 250k guaranteed place spot at Kempton. Um, now. After what happened last week, where we were really clever in the opening race, we've got exactly the same scenario uh, this week, Jamie. I'm going to come to you first, because the 1220 at Kempton is only four runners, and we've got three that could potentially win it, one that clearly can't, but the favourite is Arclight for Nicky Henderson and Nico de Boinville, providing he runs them, and we only had Paddy Aspel on the pod uh, during the week saying Nicky's just not running anything, but assuming this goes, that's got to go in. But do we do the sensible thing here and just put the three of them in and leave out the absolute rug? Yep. Yeah, for me, that's that's absolutely what I'll be doing. Um, when when there are only, only the four runners like this, you know, you only get the winner going through. So with a hundred percent look to have those three with chances in the in the place pot perm, uh, leave out the absolute rag who who basically hasn't got round yet, um, and then maybe try and find one later on the card um, where you'll get more places and just have one, so you don't so you sort of uh, minimize the perm that way. Um, yep. Yeah, I'd have three here for sure. Well, that was going to be my tactic, Emma. I don't think you're going to disagree here. I know you've put loads of study into the actual <laughs> three pieces of form that are available in the in the race. Yeah, juveniles, uh, <laughs> juvenile Philly is, is where it's at. But uh, no, 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 all good. I'm happy to follow there. Yeah. All right, so Arclight, Regally Blonde and Virtuoso are going into the perm for the twelve twenty at Kenton. We are leaving all about me out of the mix. All right. A little bit more form to go with in the 12.55, of course, and a, and a decent trip in front of these lot over hurdles for the novices. Making your mind up is probably going to be odds on for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden in 12.55, whereas the John Joe O'Neill and John Joe O'Neill Jr. pair have collector's item who must have a good chance here uh, based on recent travails. And then we get a little bit raggy with Glenn Giever for Ben Lund and Paul Henderson's got an absolute rag in there with Kyla No Dancer. Uh, demo the, the favorite's got to go in what, do you want to do something else i go favorite second favorite here to be honest i think their their form is well well clear so um i'd continue on the trend of picking the tree in the first and i would but i would drop one and just go for the, the front two and this one did okay jamie i need some insight here i mean collector's item did run obviously behind hermes allen but a good way behind and the winning form albeit in in you know similar company to collector's item is actually coming from the jolly yeah and it I think it's one of the great racing Twitter sayings, isn't it? That you'd go blind backing odds on novices with penalties. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, making your mind up is an odds on novice with a penalty. So, you know, it probably if you're looking for, for a win bet, I think collector's item makes appeal at the prices. But for me, um, if, if this had a fifth runner in it, I definitely would just only have making your mind up. Um, yeah. But given that it's, again, only the winner that goes through, I'll probably have... Uh, the fab and the second fab, so include the John Joe uh, collector's item in there as well, um, and just try and get get through this. So that's six lines in the first two, which is not ideal, but you can guarantee that there'll be a decent chunk of the pool out after those two. So it's kind of just try and get through, and then you can be a bit a bit chancier and a bit cleverer later on. I think. Yeah, it's only Ben London, Rex Dingle who can really turn us over there, and hopefully they don't do that. Although no bad wishes uh, intended <laughs> on them. In the play spot. Okay, the one thirty at Kempton. Then um, another another three mile contest. Just uh, bang on that. A handicap chase, of course. Uh, I wanted to put in um, Kitty's light in here, but I don't know if it's the right time to do it though. Demo. I mean, we know that this is a very good horse. Only seven seems to run all the bleeding time, but 
there's big performances in that one. So I was going to go for an outsider here and throw in Kitty's like, what do you want to do? Yeah, it is. It, it, she's a very good horse, but I've never quite <laughs> thought that she was brilliant at Kempton, to be honest. Um, that was a that was a really really long delay between. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was, I think it's the most PC way to say I can't believe you're putting that in. Dean. <laughs> no, she's yeah. she's a brilliant horse. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, just 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 definitely not for this. Anyway, um, okay. The one that I like here is Anne Samdine. Um, yep. I just think that from a win point of view, the hasn't hasn't been that long ago that this horse was winning. This time last year, now runs of a mark of 135, only five pounds. Um, hired to, they were winning at uh, at Newbury last year on a blinder here as well behind Presser Luck. Um, really good horse, and his time is probably coming. Has dr- has dropped down about four pounds for the last uh, last two runs. Gets a small break, comes out here, and I think Ansam. Um, I'll be back in Ansam to win, uh, but from a place behind to view, I think he's a good bet in it. Okay, I mean, we're only getting two places, Jamie, so we'd mm. be very brave to go with one, wouldn't we? Yeah, and if we were to go with one, it, for me, it would definitely be Ansam as well. Um, however, you do, you probably want a second one in here. Um, mm. And, you know, Smarty Wild's probably a, a fairly solid horse, but the Hobbs Yard's been a bit out of form, um, as it as it is wont to do, Be a bit, it's a bit in and out, isn't it? Um, yeah, loves a play spot position though, Smarty Wild. Yeah, it, well, exactly. So Smarty Wild would normally be exactly the sort of horse you'd, you'd love in a play spot. But like I said, with the Hobbs Yard a bit out of out of um, form at the moment, I'm less less confident. Um, I mean, maybe percussion um, would be one that you would expect to would find one too good um, in this field, but um, but should run well. So yeah, he'd probably be my last play spot pick, but. Ultimately, I think I'll be having a win-only bet on Kitty's Light, um, who, if he turns up, is very well handicapped. Uh, if not, as he, I mean, he's had four runs this season, been unplaced in all four. So, you know, yeah, but the Christian great. Williams stable has been like that. Yeah. And yeah, and now you know, from when the season started one four four to now one three five, wasn't that bad behind Remastered, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Ran, ran well for a long way there. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I sense like I got the demo veto on it though. So <laughs> you have a do you know, do what you want. I have my one in anyway. I'm happy though. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we're both agreed on Ann Sam. So Ann Sam's definitely in. And then yeah, over to you for for who you fancy Dean. Throw Dean is charity pick there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go, Thanks Dean. You go. Go on. Yeah. Kitty's lights in. Okay. So we're going. With, we're going with two uh, in here. We're going with Ann Sam, who both of you liked. In fairness, although we were trying to find something else, and Kitty's light got the demo veto. But we'll argue that next week. Um, okay, then on to, on to the 205. Uh, good race, this <laughs> demo. It'd be remiss of me not to talk about Angel's Breath. Um, and, you know, from the purposes of coming back after what, nearly three years away, and now with Sam Thomas and Sam Twist and Davis on board, uh, if it comes back to anything like it was previously, albeit starting back in a grade two in the Silviniaco Conte chase at Kempton, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it won. God, yeah, I can remember how bullish we were about this horse in the Supreme. Um, yep. God, my, we were. Yeah, no doubt. Brilliant performance against First Flow then, and then It's just like this is a different level of training for Sam Thomas. Don't doubt him as a trainer at all, but this this would be a serious feat. And I know, like, the first run, they tend to come back and run really well, but I don't know. I'd be, um, I'd have to see it whilst 
this could be the day to do it. But you could take two views of thought here, like massive compliment that comes straight back at something really tough. So the horse must be absolutely flying because you wouldn't mess with a horse of that quality yeah. um, in a race like this if you didn't think that, or I would imagine Sam Thomas wouldn't do that. So I'm, I'm enthused at that point, but it could also all go all wrong. It most certainly could. Um, and whilst I absolutely thought this horse at the world, we just need to see him. See who gets on. Uh, St. Cavados is, uh, would be the bet for me, I think, here, dropping down to this grade. But just, yeah, as much as I love David Maxwell, I just could never put him into any any bet of mine. Cool Cody <laughs> has done quite a bit. Clunda Castle could need to run as well. I think, to be honest, in my opinion, we just put the front two in here and continue on. I think they're, um, again, uh, I do love an outsider, but I do think the... Uh, Front two here are well clear here on um, on everything. I'll take your views on board, Demo. I will take them on board. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to let you have it. But, uh, J- Jamie, a bit of sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just looking through this and I couldn't believe that Paint the Dream was rated 160. Yeah. That just felt absolutely wild to me. Um, for me, I would have uh, this might be, I, I agree with the have the top two and so try and get through again but if we were looking to trim it down i would be happy with just pick dory um who is one over course and distance and uh looks pretty solid to me um at the top of the market although uh, sort of 11 to 8 probably isn't that much of a bet um i will definitely be having a win only bet on angel's breath um because if he is back to the form that he showed when he was uh before he had 1,121 days off the track as I look yeah. look at the card here. And I, I thought that was his form figures for a minute there. One, <laughs> one, 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 two, one, and then realised it was bloody, uh, how long he's been off. So, yeah, pro- pick Dory definitely for me and then um, can chuck in Paint the Dream if, if we want to be safe. Okay, I mean, I, I can't disagree that I think pick Dory hit the frame here, albeit there's only two places on offer. So if I provisionally put that in as it's in on its own yeah. and if we need another one in there, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold office and make it Angel's Breath and until Dermo hosts this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fine. I know my position. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So uh, there, there is a nap there, is Pitt um, at, at this point, right? We'll see how we get on now because we move on to the Lanzarote. Now, Jamie, um, I think you're quite keen on one here. So why don't you tell us? And uh, obviously, we, we talked a little bit about the backstory about this one already. Yeah, yeah. Green Glory, who I, uh, I have to thank for, um, for my, my fantasy win. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, it, he won He won off 111 that day and he runs off 127 here. And, you know, that's a big old hike. But if you uh, you will never see an easier one length win of a, you know, what was it? Sort of 15 runner handicap yep. hurdle, 12 runner handicap hurdle at, at Leopardstown. Absolutely gagged up under a glorious um, ride from Philip Burns that his dad must have been his dad his dad must just be going like what new levels of of sort of uh I guess let's say rhymes rhymes with schmeeting can I get to with uh with with his lad just sitting out the back <laughs> gagging gagging up and just sort of slowly coming through the field it was it was absolute you know poetry in motion so yeah I think uh, Green Glory I suspect probably had 30 odd pounds up his sleeve that day and should should still probably have another ten up now. So yeah, I think um, it's a worthy favourite. Uh, I'll certainly be having a little a little punt as much as backing the nine two five and the Lanzarote is probably not the most sensible long term punting approach. I think this lad could be could be worth the nine to two for sure. Okay, 
green glory then um it, do, it does look very sensible to put that in it does even in the competitive nature of this race demo you're not going to be surprised i want to put petit tonnerre in here i still think off one four one uh is uh is massively well treated only five that's really fair uh i didn't think he was that good and that last run caught my attention as well dean that was a huge effort mm. um the green glory was was my main pick as well but if we were going to throw a third one in um, a mark of 130 there, but our old friend 50 ball, Dean, could, could just be a bit big and that could end up... Yeah, what's happened to 50 ball now? We just haven't seen him for ages because he did come out and beat Sizable Sam, which is a sizable task, Yeah, in fairness, and, um, you know, at the back end of last year. Ran very well for breaks in the past. Um, he is, yeah, he, he could just be one now that that could just come roaring into contention off a huge price. Uh, Gary Moore again aiming a horse at this off a break like that. Yeah. Uh, do very well and of course the Moors are having uh, a great season as they always do so I'm very happy to back you guys up because Green Glory is one of my main bets this weekend uh, Petit Tonnerre is one for my reverse forecast um, or the kicker with the tote which I probably will have to do now because I keep getting second and thirds and then the uh, 50 ball then Dean for the other place would be uh, one that I, I would throw in if the opening was there that bloody red risk is in here as well. He done Petit Tonnerre last time, and I don't mean any dis any disrespect to connections. He's a big price again, or, isn't he? He is. He is, and I think it was almost like everyone was so shocked what he did against Petit Tonnerre that they'll be really shocked because he, he's again. he's but, effectively uh, running off three pounds better terms because of Freddie uh, Freddie's yeah, claim. Sure, that's right. Um, and the other one it would be remiss of me not to mention is Camprond, who's coming back from chasing, but would be one of those horses that I think is probably actually market leader in some anti-post list for something like uh, one of the handicaps at Cheltenham where, you know, he ran in one last year. What yeah, him running kind of enthused me, but Panit Tonnerre, he really does keep that that that, that horse's way down. It does make sense, down. doesn't it? Yeah. Give, give Campron a nice little, you know, sanity check over hurdles, make sure they're all good for a festival target and get Petit Tonnerre up to exactly where you want to be for a festival target. So, yeah, and, um, and yeah. Campron, if, let's say, runs miserable, get that horse down to one four four or so. Grab an old five pound claimer and you're you're laughing, yeah. And then they go in the Coral Cup as they should have done last year. Yeah, the ground caught him out because he travelled like the winner, didn't he? Exactly. Jesus, that's a lot of information. Yeah, I'm very very much with you, lads, on on fifty ball. He's he's one pound lower than when he was second in the in the Betfair a couple of years ago. Yeah, literally behind an absolutely chucked in soaring glory and ahead of an Edwardstone running off one four six. I mean that's mighty form. And behind him that day also Buzz, Mister Coffee. Blimey, you could go on. So I, you'd say that he is probably one of the best handicapped horses in this. And as you say, Dermo, he runs well off a break. And he's, you know, what, 33 to 1. Yeah, I'll have a bit yeah. of that. He could be one yeah. now if it's a real boil over of a race that, you know, all of a sudden you're you're one of the last few standing. Yeah. Hey, sure, he'll look obvious afterwards if that's what <laughs> happens. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, all right. I mean, I mean, we could make a case for five. But what I've got in the list um, is 50 ball. Petit Tonnerre and uh, Green Glory. Green, uh, Green Glory, indeed. Okay, uh, we're on to the last leg, but we've got a big perm here, Jamie. I hope you're keeping uh, count here, but it's quite big. Oh, geez, I'm, a, I'm a bollocks. No, no, it's all right. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's... <laughs> really not. Um, all right, so the, the final leg is the 3.15, which is the uh, handicap chase there, over, just over two and a half miles. Um, I'm really intrigued to see how the Edgar Wallace does here without having a massive fancy for anything in there thought there might be a bit of value off 130 for kim bailey and david bass and from play spot purposes could either blow out or win so that's obviously not the best way to start i'm reckoning we might need a nap in here jamie which is brave though yeah i mean 
I, I, I wouldn't actually be the, the biggest fan of, of uh, quick draw in this at the prices. He's still the price up on, a, on account of the fact that everything else feels a lot more exposed than, than him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether, you know, he was impressive when he, when he, when he went at Utoxer in a sort of way, but I'm not sure how much that form is necessarily worth. And yeah, he's gone up six pounds for it. I think he, he almost by default, because we're running out of options and we need to keep the perm limited. And ultimately, I'd rather try and get through the last than go out early with then like three in the last, if you know what I mean, that we don't need yeah. to use. So maybe maybe we just have to have just quick draw in this um, and and just hope hope for the best. <laughs> That's what we do. I, mean, um, I make it at the minute. We're on, we're on, <laughs> yeah, I know. I make it at the minute. We're on thirty-six lines, so you know, okay. if we if we go with a nap, we end up with thirty-six. If we if we want to double up, seventy-two is not too bad. So if we quick draws in demo, what else do you think? Uh, I thought Slate House is on one hell of a mark of one hundred thirty-eight, considering he won here at this track last year. He would have been the only yeah, one no, that I would. He's picked. older than you now. <laughs> yeah, he would have been the only one that I would have picked, to be honest. Um, he won here last year off 137, runs here off 138. Uh, I know he fell last time, but at least he wasn't pulled up like an awful lot of the rest of them. It just went wrong for him, really, more than anything. He was making a little bit of headway, but he did fall, and that race was a particularly good race. You know, GA Law won that that serious handicap at Cheltenham, um, yep. compared to an awful lot of the rest of these. I mean... He's won two of his last five starts, and look, the whole... He's a big Kempton horse. Big, big change. The trainer switch as well between Colin and Joe Tizard, and the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see. Yeah, um, that's a joke, obviously. I think um, <laughs> I'd have I'd have Slade <laughs> No House. one questioned you. No one questioned you. Okay. <laughs> I'd have Slade House only, yeah. All right, well, look, he's three Kempton wins to his name. Perfect. So I, th- I think that's very solid. I'm happy to just probably back the Edgar Wallace and see what happens with him. Um, and I've got time for him, but perhaps from a place plot perspective, not necessary. So if we end up with uh, number seven and number one in there, um, I make it 72 bets, which is very reasonable. Very reasonable, Jamie, you'd agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for my big Saturday perm, that feels about right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And obviously the big pot on offer is the 250K guarantees. It's going to go well over 300K. So yeah. we'll, be, um, we'll be well in the mix with there. All right, that's our perm then. Um, there are a few other races on, um, just so that listeners know, and you probably don't need to want to scroll back and listen to all of this again. Um, I will have that up on bookmakers.co.uk uh, before the close of play today, and you'll be able to have a look at it for ahead of tomorrow's meeting. All right, let's um, a quick uh, dive into what else is on the box. Um, we've got a Warwick at Dermo to 150. Anything tickle your fancy in that four runner field? It's another novice chase, and it's three miles. Probably not a betting contest, although that Gallia de Lito was very well fancied last time when it all went wrong behind Boot Hill. Yeah, it's a decent or race. am uh, I wrong in that? Behind Time Hill, I should say. Yeah, it's a decent race, but um, complete unknown is is kind of that form-wise there at the moment. Um, the Goffer is very, very solid, where if this kind of half fell apart, you could see Sam Ewing and the Goffer taking this, especially over three miles on heavy ground. He'll absolutely adore that. So if I did have to back one, shock, shock, Dean, I would go for the Irish horse here. I'm not shocked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I won't be punting in this race. I'll be watching it because there's plenty of interest to come out of it. I think Jamie, but any fancy? Yeah, I fancy the golfer as well. I've actually okay. It's leg leg one of an of an Irish Raider treble. We've covered one in Charles Burns, uh, and then the other I think is in the uh, is in the classic chase with the uh, Emmett Mullins Raider. So uh, yeah, hopefully this the, uh, the golfer. I think um, I think that form with Hardor will be underrated because he got beaten eleven lengths. 
I think Hador is a very good horse, but he's absolutely smashed the third that day um, and a smart form before that. Uh, he would be more streetwise than some of these. And um, yeah, I can see him running a mighty race. All right. Two votes for the Goffer. No vote from me. So that's a mini podcast charge um, for Sam Ewan and Gordon Elliott. All right. 225 then at Warwick is the uh, Ballymore Leamington Novices Hurdle. Grade two affair. This one, Demo. Some nice ponies going to post here. Really, really nice. Um, this is another particularly tough race. Um, the one, though, that I would be landing on is just to continue on with the, the big celebrations uh, would be Grey Downing, or uh, Grey Dawning, sorry, for uh, Harry Skelton and Dan Skelton. I think um, the, the form and the performances of his races, in my opinion, it's a good bit clear here, Dean, and I'd be happy to go. Okay, ahead. you're expecting a, a skelicopter, as they're calling it. A skelicopter, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that one there. Do, Jamie, do. take it away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'll be, I'll be, okay, let's, I hope he gets beat then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to mind the celebration. It's just now I know it's called the Skelicopter. I can't have it. But uh, I, I think they were looking for names for it on Twitter. That was just one that I remembered. So I guess that's probably the best one. Um, yeah, I I, I, uh, I I don't have a strong uh, view in the race, to be honest. I, li- I like Ginny's Destiny is uh, probably my pick, but um, not a strong one and probably not a bet for me. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how Givega goes for um, Gary Moore and Jamie Moore. But again, a race that loads of clues are going to come out of it. You don't need to necessarily find the winner of that one uh, on the weekend. Um, all right, then on to the classic, of course at Warwick, one of the biggest races, certainly at that track for the year, and one of, it's actually one of the best cards of the year, this Warwick card, um, and Brian Hayes is coming over for Mr. Incredible Demo, we'll hear a couple of comments from him, will we, at the end of this pod? Yeah, two two kind of quick notes about his riding this and the pretend trial. Um, he calls Mr. Incredible uh, that he's on a bit of a fact-finding mission, which I don't think anyone who's backed him at 6-1 to one is going to be too enthusiastic mm, about. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much what he says, yeah, on his note, um, Hopefully he's going to find out just how many tens of pounds he has in hand. I think Yeah, it depends what the fact they're trying to work out is. The problem for him is is that he just keeps falling and you know being brought down and like it just he, he has no luck at all. So there's a really a bit of luck. there's a really talented horse there, but just he needs to get around, I think. Um so yeah, so I'm happy enough to leave him to be honest. I was really happy to land here on Lord Domainil, the old boy. Um yep. just will adore Adore conditions, he won't be stopping. There was a big run behind Lamilos last time. That form obviously is very strong. Uh, he's clearly been held back for something like this. And off a mark of 146, I just think that's a really, really decent mark. He's three pounds lower than he was when he won a similarly attritional race at um, Haydock uh, two seasons ago. So under Paul O'Brien, a jockey who gets on so well with him, I think Lord de Neal is uh, a very good bet tomorrow, Lee. Yeah, it looks pretty solid. All right, that form looks rock solid, and you know there's a there's a lot to like about Lord de Manil. I thought three under through five interest hasn't been seen since obviously the the old Hennessy or the Coral Trophy or whatever it's called now behind Lamilos when was running a huge race until coming down the first demo. So um, you know, no one gets that. That's fine. I'll move on. Um, I, <laughs> I think there's I think there's plenty more uh, to come from three under through five. Although you do take your chances, and it's it's quite an obvious poke, uh, Jamie. The third leg of your uh, your Irish Raider treble is in this. Yeah, and, and to be fair, it's more of a speculative one in that regard. Um, I'd, it, more just backing him on potential rather than actually um, sort of known form, as it were. In terms of form, the two that I would fancy would be uh, not a chance. 
um, who has lost his way a little bit, although I was encouraged by his fourth last time out uh, at Banger behind the loss. But obviously, he has since yep. franked that form in, in quite some style. Um, but he's he's nine pounds lower than when he won this race a couple of years ago. So that in itself is interesting. Um, and he's only nine. So um, could very well uh, come back to himself and, and run a massive race. And then, and then secondly, also the boat to end all boats that is Fortescue, um, <laughs> who I, I genuinely, he was never nearer. Uh, at, he was basically tailed off after the second or third at, uh, in the Welsh National. And I thought for a second he might actually plug on for a position and, and you know maybe maybe he just was a bit too slow in that day but he i you know i think he's going to pick up one of these big staying hand, handicap chases someday um and a nutritional one like this could be right up his street classic chase on heavy ground sure why not he's 25 to 1 yeah why not indeed okay uh Demo likes lord de menil should pass on that stephen cass uh gave us uh that one as his fancy for the race as well regular listeners to the race hour uh like to know what he fancies he likes that one um all right uh, there's one more race there on the card, the Potemps race, and um, I think we might get a few more comments as well from uh, from Brian Hayes about his ride in that. Ronald Pump obviously going in the Potemps. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think the two to be fancying here are, the, from a win point of view, though, uh, Brian will be talking about Ronald Pump, which is very interesting now with Kieran Murphy, a very good horse. You know, this, this horse nearly won a stairs hurdle. Uh, he's only 10, so him going to a Potemps off 145, is very interesting once he finishes in that first four. So that's what that'll be Brian's biggest job now is finishing first four without, you know, not winning basically. Um, <laughs> but the likes of Ashton Ladd, the Bomber Liston, Glimpse of Gala, they're they're the ones that I'd be levitating towards in a race like this. Uh, the ones that kind of need to win to even be dreaming of getting into the race at Cheltenham. Uh, Ashton Ladd could be okay, but you'd still need to win, you'd think. Um, so kind of horses like that would be the ones that I'd be I'd be swaying towards here from one point of view, Dean, but I never get involved with the pretense trials. I think it's a, a mental division that, that really should be phased out um, to, to have races where you're better off not to win. It's just an absolute nonsense. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm happy I enough not you. to get involved here. Yeah. I hear you. All right. I do. I do. Um, I do think the bomber listens a decent bet in this. Um, I really like the run behind the grey dawning last time. And uh, I think. Brilliant. The, the Brilliant getting footballer as well was the bomber listen. Uh, yeah, well, that's gone over my head. But yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. our Irish <laughs> listeners will will get it, particularly the Kerry uh, ones. A brilliant forward back in the day. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I'm very willing to row in there. I think the race is set up for it. Obviously, needs to get a uh, big performance in here uh, after that last run, and that's where I'd be signing. Uh, any punter near Jamie? Uh, not not anything too strong, other than I'll probably have a, an interest in uh, level never ending, purely on the basis that because he, he's only six. And his form doesn't really add up to too much, but uh, he's rated 128. And if he's got any pretensions of getting into um, getting into potential, he'll need to be winning this. So uh, Gordon Gordon quite often likes uh, a horse like this. Um, yeah, at the bottom weights. I mean, you saw you saw what happened at Leopardstown at Christmas with his, with his lad there. Um, the high 120s horses in potential qualifiers are always very very dangerous from a Gordon point of view. So uh, double figures, yep. I'll have a small punt on level never ending. Yep, makes a lot of sense indeed. Okay, look, we got through all the race. We obviously covered the place spot at Kempton, and that perm will be up on bookmakers.co.uk. And also on there is the Bet 10 Get 30 tote offer, of course, if you're getting involved for the first time. That's where to take it up. Uh, best bet of the weekend, Dermo. 
sorry, you know, a uh, best bet of the weekend. Well, first of all, it has to be mentioned impervious runs on Sunday at Punchestown. If she's any sort of a back of a price, I will be flying into her. Um, as good a race as it is and this is a proper great tree as we were discussing uh, that's a proper race the Madigan Group Novice Chase sorry you reminded me is it 210 of course yeah, so, on Sunday. Uh, yeah Brian Hayes keeps the ride which is great with the new owner which you've got Pervious Franson Zanguli Gracchus the Bam Hador who's a proper horse I've mentioned already in this podcast Journey With Me who's a very good horse and Manila Crooner as well Another excellent horse. It's a really, really top-class grade three. Davy Russell back on board there. The um, the man who who just won't just won't go away for poor Jordan to game for it and Sam Ewing. But the uh, impervious yeah. is, I think, she's a proper bet here. She's, I just think she's brilliant, Ian, as we know. And uh, she runs off 11 stone one, so she's not getting weight from some of the others here. But uh, I think she's more than good enough to still do that. So she would be my bet of the weekend if she's any sort of a backable price. Yeah, I like that. I'll, uh, I'll definitely be back on that. I mean, the bomber listing for me, I think, is my pick of what we just went through um, over the the bunch of races there. Jamie, I mean, you've already given us that Irish Raider treble, as speculative as it might be. Uh, every chance that might come off, but uh, anything else? Yeah, I mean, Green Glory would be my favourites of those uh, in the Lanzarote. Yeah. But my, my nap of the weekend is probably uh, Nazareth in the first at Ferry House. It's a four-year-old ah, Nice. Um, runs against... Uh, blood destiny but uh but nazareth's third behind lossy mouth that that christmas i thought was very encouraging um and still rates for me as an incredibly promising juvenile um yeah. and blood destiny has got it to do that's the best nazareth's third is the best piece of form in this race and currently around the four to one mark versus blood destiny evens i would definitely definitely have them near enough the same price so nazareth for me Love that. All right. That's a fairy house, of course, uh, over the weekend. All right. Well, thank you very much. My thanks go to Jamie Benson and Dermot Nolan. Uh, good luck to anyone getting involved in that uh, 250k guaranteed pot at Kempton. If you're following us, good luck to us. Uh, this has been the race hour. We'll be back next week. And uh, and thanks for listening. Take care, yes, guys. Mr. Incredible goes over to Warwick tomorrow for the um, three and a half mile classic handicap chase. Um, it's a good pot, so it's a competitive race um, bit of a fact finding mission for Mr Incredible didn't get very far in the Paddy Power at Christmas brought down after the fort so didn't learn much that day so it's um, kind of a fact finding mission for him really um, travels over and it's going to take his chance three and a half miles on heavy ground so hopefully he stays the trip and Puts up, uh, puts up a nice performance and we can look at bigger targets maybe for him down the line, something like the Grand National. Ronald Pump is my other ride over in Warwick. He goes for the Pertimps Handicap Hurdle Series qualifier. Three-mile race and if you finish in the first four, you qualify for the, the equivalent race in Cheltenham. Three-mile Handicap Hurdle in Cheltenham. So I presume connections will be... Um, very hopeful that he can finish in the first four and get qualified for that race. And after that, then, um, I think on, on some of his best form, he has a life chance. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews. Like that.